Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Lumber Word. Hey, sometimes we have a episode where one of our guests or even ourselves will have bad reception when we record. So you may hear some choppy audio from time to time, but the information was awesome on this episode, so we tried to fix it up as much as possible. If you hear any odd audio, stay tuned. It's not your device. Looking forward to having you on. Welcome to The Lumber Word, where industry veterans Matt Beamer, Greg Riley, and Ashley Buckold dissect the world of commodity lumber each week. We bring you up-to-date insights on supply, demand, and market trends, sharing our trading expertise to benefit everyone in the supply chain. Join us for informative and entertaining discussions that guarantee to make you wiser about all things lumber. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Lumber Word. This is our second show for 2024. Back by popular demand. Great show last week. And if you stick around to the end, we're going to tell you about things you should be buying and things you shouldn't be buying. So you know what they call that in the industry? Greg, Matt, that's the hook. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that means I got to listen to this gibberish for 30 minutes to get anything of value. Is that it? Yeah, you got to hang some rugs or something on the on the walls in there, Greg, in your temporary digs for right now. I Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go right to work on that. So uh, this so this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the market, about some different items that we see trending, what we see happening. We've got a special guest today, Casey O'Neill from Industrial Forest Products out of the Carolinas. Casey and Greg and Casey and I have worked together before. Why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you do there and a little bit about, about your company and you? Absolutely. Actually, uh, yeah, Ashley had helped me uh, get my first job out of college when I was two and started in 44 next or in March. So uh, 22 years later, products, uh, we have two. What a wild trip it's been. It's been, been a good adventure for sure. Just been good life friends and just been great, great times. So uh, industrial forest products, two manufacturing facilities out of the Carolinas, out of South Carolina, Bishopville and Pickens where we focus on manning uh, southern yellow pine. A lot of it goes into um, stud trims for jobs. So very active in the pine market as buyers and sellers. I really dove into this pine market for the last year. Uh, really is uh, my first focus in, in just mainly pine. Um, and uh, year, and it's been a really good, uh, good, good, it's a good spot. Um, we're growing as a company. Hired a couple of traders. Um, we've really kept our uh, our overall volume and sales, uh, even though you know the prices of lumber have come down significantly. So everything's pointing in the right for us, and and it's a really good uh, thing to learn about Southern Yellow. Kind of put that that in into my uh, my knowledge set. Yeah, we really like the uh, IFP group and you know charles has been on the show before and we've done some stuff together yeah you've got a good uh, a good group and a good company and uh and good ownership you're working for there casey that's a shout out to charles if he's listening to this so he's uh give him some props there is, Char is charles gonna listen to this he better he better so just a quick <laughs> question before we get into it casey uh you know you and i kind of did spruce for a long time when we sat by each other and all that what's different about 
trading the Southern Pine market and the market you deal in than, you know, that traditional market you and I kind of were used to dealing in spruce and so forth? So fine, you know, you, you pretty trade in two to three week. Um, it's all about the mills getting a buildup and needing to get rid of their goods. And it's also all this game. So I'm not sitting here waiting on a rail car for six loading it and then somewhere. Working with my trading partners, with my producers, at times they mean, might need an outlet of some of their goods to go to uh, where we're going to change it into something totally different and they're not competing their two by four tens later, right? And then parlaying that, with, you know, our other customers where we'll wholesale with manufacturing arm if be a, a nice piece for the mills to feel comfortable with us in that aspect where it's either going to go to our facility to be changed or with one of our direct customer partners. But it is a game of, it, it's volatile. It can change quickly. And instead of waiting a week to get a $10 counter, it might be the following day when getting $70 differently and uh, and forth. And it's a, it's a wonderful trading market along with the And in my, the way I'm reading this thing, we're making more spruce mills, right? So the production is going to be in the, in the Southern Yellow Pine world. And this stuff will continue to markets across the country. We've seen stuff go from the Carolinas all the way into Canada recently. I mean, that's pretty crazy to think, but it's going. And these other markets as Denver and Phoenix and LA, I mean, everything's in play. Very cool. Very cool. What I always like about the Southern Pine market is how, you know, guys could trade 50 to $100 under, you know, on Tuesday and then report that their uh, price is unchanged on Thursday. Yep. I've I've heard yeah I mean in the, in, sometimes sometimes in these markets they can go a uh, hundred to two hundred dollars right yeah and I mean it's it's a it's all a function of what's built up around them in the mill right and if the uh, if the larger players like the tree or the big pro dealers are kind of away from the market for a few weeks it's got to go somewhere else right yeah no no doubt so, I mean I guess one of my questions is is like what is you know we recently saw one of the you know the big canadian mills permanently close some facilities uh, on the west side you know when i look at the current the current numbers for you know southern pine you know i'm trying to get a gauge in my mind is is like hey are those still profitable numbers on average for mills or are or, or are those numbers that are that are net losers? We're now? we're we're right at a place right now where it's it's for the buying mills to be making any some of this low grade stuff for the majority of the year, and a lot of it has started when it comes to two by six, number three and number four, and three and number four just inching down to it, it level that these guys are not making, and we had a lot of invent from you know western spruce players or uh, in the pine mill game and they've green fields and they've 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 made these for the last two tax credits and they're you know welcome to the pine world but you know in my eyes we're caught in the world a lot of it's weather related but numbers are going to be there at for very long because it pretty much has i don't know i'd say since about christmas and you know these cycles were we're probably getting to a spot where People will need to re-enter and replenish. Have the treaters made much of a, you know, like spring buy at this point, or is that something that's still that's still non-existent? 
they've existed. I mean, a little bit, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, but, you know, as this weather hit, they've been non-existent. What are they waiting for? Waiting for the bottom, I guess. Right after Fraser announced those shutdowns, I sent an, an email to a guy that's the president of a company that owns Yellow Pine Production and asked him, well, hey, what do you think? And he said uh, he thought that their costs were pretty high and that those were smaller mills and that, that were in Florida, the log costs are higher than other places. Specifically, he, he brought that up and also said that this is not the last of that you're going to see. There's going to be more small mills that are going to be curtailed or shut down over the foreseeable future with these types of price structures because they're just not very efficient. And so they're going to, you'll lose smaller mills and you'll end up kind of a situation with what's happened in Oregon and Washington over my whole career is where all the Ma and Pa salt mills are pretty much gone and you're left with big giant mega mills like, you know, Tillamook producing 375 million board feet or the Sierra Pacific new billion dollar boondoggle at Seneca that's going to produce like a billion board feet or, you know, that kind of stuff. These big mills are the, is the way of the future in the, in the yellow pine region. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you look at stumpage costs for like the Mississippi mills compared to Carolinas, it's night and day. I mean, the, the new production that's come in the Mississippi world is much more, uh, I mean, they just have a, a, a cheaper cost structure than the older mills in the East. Yeah, I guess for, uh, you know, for traders, the trading Southern Yellow Pine is probably where there's like the, the most opportunity because to your point, Case, there's so much where, um, you know, the logistics where you play the, the, the zone differences off against one each other, yeah. one another can be, uh, can be a key factor. Yeah, and then when we, we were just in a freight world, right, where we got down to some freight prices we haven't probably seen in five, six years and, uh, and wood was moving pretty big distances here lately. That's a good a good point. Good point, Casey. Well, hey, appreciate the Southern Pine info. That's uh, how about spruce? You still trading a little bit of spruce every now and then? I'll pick off a Euro truck here and there, but that's about it. I, very light in my world. Um, I do trade a lot of OSB. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, um, I wanted to kind of go through a little bit and talk about the market. So we talked last week. It was still solid there was a few things that were getting a little squishy so to speak but when you look at the publication that came out a lot of negative numbers on there two people i talked to yesterday and today um one's a distributor in the midwest said that the business uptick that they thought they were going to get didn't materialize yet and uh which made them back off a little bit of any more speculative purchases Another one said that the weather was slowing them down a bit. I mean, I'm sitting here. We have a heat wave at three degrees right now in Chicago as we're recording this on the 17th. And then another guy down in Texas told me now he's starting to see the market open up wider between car load pricing and truck load pricing, where they were on top of each other for a while. Now you're getting a pretty big discount on certain items on car loads. So what that all leads up to, from in my opinion, is... There's a lot of activity in the market. There are people out bidding and buying things. The Canadian mills are back in the east trying to get some stuff produced. Western SPF is what it is. Matt, you probably play, you're in that game a lot more. They they have the amount they're going to produce. They're looking for some orders right now on some things, I'm guessing. We're kind of in the, in the freezer right here in the Midwest a little bit, and people are calling around asking what they should do today, to, um, from what I'm seeing. So what do you, Greg, Matt, what do, what's your thought? I made the observation on the company conference sales call this morning that uh, 
that I'm not seeing a lot of problems. So when 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 I talk about problems, I mean like mills want to load a car too because it's year end or they've got some extra two to six twelves laying around. They want to just load it and ship it and sell it at a discount or a load got shipped to the wrong place and needs to be resold or we got claimed on something that was a little bit old and it needs to be resold or just just shrapnel, what I call shrapnel from the trading side of lumber and, and from the mill side of production. And every time in the last three, four weeks that something like that pops up within the office at our at our mills and our distribution facilities, it gets resolved in like an hour or two. And so to me, that's a sign of quiet strength. That's uh, something that I've just noticed is every little issue that pops up gets resolved real quickly. And I find that to be interesting in and of itself. And then um, I look at my own business and I, I never expect much from the first two weeks of January. Like you, you don't make your years of income on January 1st to January 15th. Like you're best to just sit back, fold your arms and just see what happens and let it play out. Cause it's going to be choppy, right? It's just, Weather's a factor, time of year is a factor, holidays are a factor, mills starting up, shutting down, all kinds of weird things are going on. People's attentions are diverted temporarily, but we're not really in the in the mainstream of what the lumber trade is going to look like in 30 days or in 60 days or in 90 days. And so having said that, I'm pleasantly surprised with how much business I'm doing right now. It's it's catching me a little bit, especially today. I mean, like I just, I expected virtually nothing today. I'm in the middle of an ice storm. Nobody's going to school. Nobody's going to work. There's not a person moving around the state of Oregon right now that doesn't have like a tractor. You know, there's half an inch of ice on, on top of everything. So I really didn't expect much, but I'm, I'm a lot busier than I expected. And I'm not having to take hardly any counters at all to move stuff that I want to sell. And it's, you know, $5 max. So I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. I mean, I certainly think that, I mean, the, the trading this week is being dominated by, you know, weather, both on the production side, certainly on the transportation side. As I relayed to Ashley this morning, I had, you know, like multiple trucks showing up at places where there was nobody to unload it. And you know, that was, that's always a bit of a fire drill. Uh, I mean, I guess in terms of data that we know, uh, home builder sentiment came out today up seven points. It's the highest number since uh, since September. We do have a data point tomorrow. We've got housing starts coming out. If you re- if you recall, the November housing starts kind of blew everybody away with a real big increase up fourteen point eight percent. I mean, they're forecasting. I don't know, Ash, you got that in front of you. What's a forecast? Uh, they're forecasting it to be down. the The estimate is, survey says, stand by, one point four two. Yeah, one point four two, which is going to be, you know, depending on what they do with the one point five six the prior month. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if. Uh, if that's revised, if that's revised lower, we're going to end up with a with a with a with a with a year in 2023 that was certainly better than everybody's expectations. Just flipping on to the market, I mean, Matt, I'm glad that you're busy. Uh, I don't know if I've just been been sidetracked today, but uh, I'm as they say, not so much. But you know, there's still still a lot of time left in the day. Ash, you want to move on and you know talk about some 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 items that we uh we like dislike you got other stuff you want yeah, to go- just, just what one thing i wanted to follow up on that one thing that i've noticed i follow lance lambert a lot but uh is it Reese club i believe that's in and I, I i've subscribed to his publication it's it's if that's 
I shouldn't call it publication. And he appreciates that. But it's great. And one of the things that I, one of the things that he came out with last night and he was talking about was the places that are slowing down, so to speak, on people coming in and buying things and things that are picking up. I noticed from where I'm shipping stuff where the Midwest and some regions hadn't been that great over a certain amount of years. Columbus, Ohio, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, kind of the the Midwest areas are uh, have some spots in them that are pretty hot right now. Uh, and I've noticed that on some upticks and shipments to those areas, which is great. That was just one observation I noticed. And I wanted to put a plug in there for Lance so everybody should, uh, should subscribe to what he does. So things that we talked about last week on our our segment where we were looking at uh, different items. Um, is that what you want to talk about, Greg, or you want to go through some different items and some different species that we're talking about here? Yeah, no, I think, you know, we, 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 let's, uh, are we going to do, uh, you know, well, let's do this first. Marriott, Marriott, hate it, date it. Yeah, we will. Marriott, hate it, date it. Let's do this. I, mean, I want to hear Casey's Marriott, date it, hate it, yellow pine numbers. We're going we're gonna to do that, but I want to go to the, so we have a lot of people that trade CME that listen to this. I want to kind of talk to you what you talked about today. Um, you know, we, we expired this week. I'm not even yeah, sure. Yeah. What do we expire at on the, uh, Five, 528, 528. Okay. And where is March trading today as we're talking? 547.50 last. 540. Okay. So down a bit. Um, I think from the conversation you and I had, Greg, you said there's a trend line down in the 520 area, 510, 520. But anyway, the market seems to be moving there on four inch right now. Yeah, Matt, what are you showing Western Spruce two by fours at today? You know, I'm the wrong guy to ask, dude, because our bad bean mill produces a whole bunch of 16, 18s, and 20s. And so we, get, we always get our prices are skewed. I mean, we, we get 50, 60 over whatever an 8 to 16 mill is going to sell it for. But I, 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 I see where you're going with your logic. And I know that there's orders resting out there with people that are smart. That'll buy that, you know, that dip, that 510, 520 dip. It'll get bought not only by speculators in the board, it'll get bought by cash buyers too. So Eastern Spruce is delivering in, you know, kind of equivalent to the mid 520s based on the CME right now. Western I, I haven't gotten any calls from from like the big majors trying to move blocks at two before two and better recently. I, I did I did buy a little bit of some other things that they called about, but that wasn't the item that they wanted to focus on. So I don't know what that means, but um, so Greg, we were talking. There's a there's could be a potential five ten ish area where we're. I mean, I think the board. I think the board. I think the board. I mean, grinding down somewhere in the you know the lower five hundreds area, you know, puts you below four hundreds western spruce. I mean, those are that's kind of the correction that wouldn't wouldn't be out of the question. Are the are the two by four nine foot studs already kind of trading at that level? I've heard spruce studs and, and nines. Yeah. Two by four nine foot is probably the weakest item in the market right now, Casey. You know, it, it, interesting over the last you know several years where it would trade at like you know you know 50 to 100 dollars over random two by four today you're you know 50 dollars yeah. under and what's the, mm. what's a two by four 16 like portwood spruce worth right now 600 mm. is what is the ask okay. 
to 615. Yeah, I mean, guys are, there's guys that are asking like higher than 600, but I yeah. think 600 is probably the trading market. So, I think you could sell all you wanted if you wanted to drop down and, you know, like 10 or $20 from there. I, I just tried to a few minutes ago, but the guy said he needs it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just confirms my underlying strength you comment. Know, I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, I said I would sell one for, um, it was actually a little farther out. I said, like, into February, but it was it was a good price, but needs it next week. So right? let me give you guys. That's but Mark, but Matt, but Matt, that you're to your point, right? Like I was telling a guy, like there's a imagine that you're like hovering over a giant pool of lava, and the lava represents resting orders that need to be bought. And you dip your toe in, you get burned, right? So that's sort of me. Like if you if Greg and you decide you want to drop your price down to five eighty, and you, know, you could probably sell thirty trucks real quick. You know, I don't think it would take a whole heck of a lot of effort for for that type of stuff to happen and so knowing that i just feel like patience is is more you know i'd rather watch the futures board unravel and make a little bit of money on the short side of the futures board and then just sit on my inventory and wait for a better day you know it's just to me that's just a smarter way to trade so casey you were asking about nines yes those are coming off um two by four eight footers still are they're definitely moving down but not relative to nines i don't think and 10 footers seem to be pretty strong 10 foot trims right now strong yeah, relative I mean, if you look at 10 footers you know six eight ten weeks ago they were kind of redheaded stepchildren and yes. now they and now they're and now they're much tighter yeah yep no no doubt about that matt i'm curious uh, casey i have a question about yellow pine production you you guys run remanufacturing facilities and you're you're producing studs Correct. Is it mostly two before or is it mostly two um, to six or just kind know, of an even majority, split? I, I, I don't well, know anything about a, the yellow pine uh, stud it, biz. It kind of goes in cycles. Um, two by six 104s normally have spread to the spruce world in the pine world. We normally produce more two by six. More, normally two by six will be the heavier produced item uh, just because, you know, a six, nine is, is starting more of a uh, a premium to a, to a pot nine, right? So we can come in and say, hey, we're $100 cheaper than two by six spruce. Do you want to look at that for your job, right? But last probably four months, we've seen a tremendous by four nine production to these jobs. I don't know why that is, but it's been hard to keep up with, to be honest. Well, that tells you the builders are starting to switch, right? It, yeah. I'll tell you a little tidbit about pine right now, too. With two by four 16 spruce, what you talked about, we're and and not only that, I lieu of number three okay at your uh, big dealer right now. Hey, K Case, could you repeat like the last minute of that so you you cut out? <laughs> it's a, it's okay. It's okay. It's a, you said the one thing that you were going to tell us, and then uh, and then we'll just we'd lost. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Two by four, sixteen foot pine. Yeah. One hundred and three under spruce, and two by four number two. Pine yep. cheaper than two by four number three spruce. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Are you seeing people making the switch at all? I haven't seen it time when I was buying in pro dealer world. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, I appreciate there are, that. Hey, Ash, there yeah. are some people switching. Yeah. There are, there definitely are some people switching. I mean, uh, it makes they're sense. They're not going to ignore that much of a difference in price. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Hey, Matt, U.S. species. We talked a little bit about that. What are you seeing uh, from your mills? What's going on in the U.S.? Is a lot of stuff still rolling into to California? And are you, are you noticing yeah. anything, any trends, anything? So they're going, like you said last week, the U.S. species is going to where it's supposed to be going to right now. It's very regionalized. We're, we're staying in our lane, but our lane's busy. So um, it's like driving through rush hour traffic over here on the West Coast. Now, granted, 
Not a lot of lumber moving around the state of Oregon or Washington today with a half inch ice and still coming. Our mills are all shut down. We're losing production right now. Since last Friday, there is hardly any mills in Oregon, Washington that have run. You're not going to see any shipments either. So you're going to have some disruption in the flow of material here from our little region. It was minus 40 in Babine on Friday. I think it was zero yesterday. So it's warming up a little bit, which is nice. But because of that, rail flow out of Western BC is going to be disrupted too. You know, when it gets that cold, it just slows the choo-choo trains down. They can't, they just can't move them as fast or as far. So these are all just sort of precursors to what happens in a normal winter uh, market, which you do get rail disruptions and trucking events and weather events that kind of screw up transportation issues for a while. And then this all starts to matter more in March, you know, or, or April. It doesn't really matter in January that much, but it'll have an effect down the road. And then, then there's an underlying effect that, that nobody really thinks about. But since Thanksgiving in Oregon and Washington and California, uh, but mainly Oregon, Washington, we've lost about three weeks worth of production starting with Thanksgiving week. And then we lost two weeks during Christmas and now a half week here. We lost a half week at Thanksgiving and a half week here recently. So production is dropping, you know, at the same time that the seasonality of lumber is is more in the mill's favor. So that's what I know. And and as far as uh, sales are going, we're just steady, man. I mean, it's it's like we have like a really boring and predictable sales events just it's like groundhog day here at, at the hampton headquarters so we're very happy with how things are going now if we could get prices up and make more money we'd be even happier but we're not losing money anymore we're not making very much money at all but you know we're not getting our teeth kicked in like we were in october gotcha appreciate it uh let's move on to the segment that we all love the merry date and break up segment last week we threw out some different things i don't know how much I'm going to change my opinion of what I want to, uh, who I want on my dance card, but I know I still want to marry two by 10 Southern yellow pine. I prefer a little classier one. I prefer number one instead of number two. It looks a little bit nicer, has a little bit more utility. I still want to date two by four sixteens just because they're so volatile and crazy. I like that. And I want to get rid of MSR. I don't even want to look at it. I want to take it off people's list when they send it to me until it's the same price a regular two and better in this kind of market. Uh, those are my my three. How about any of you guys? I mean, I'm going to say we talked about it. You know, two by four, nine foot is incredibly undervalued right now and is obviously a, 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 a an item that can be really volatile so i'm i'm certainly i'm certainly dating that you know gonna see if i'm gonna how you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna see if i'm gonna be in you know how long-term relationship that's gonna be the other <laughs> thing that's really undervalued and under the shameless self-promotion um segment is uh euro two by six 92 and five eights and 104 and five eights incredibly cheap down in the southeast and honestly i've got a bunch of them so i'm certainly out playing the field with them uh <laughs> you know dumping ash I, I you know i'm i I'm, you know i'm with you yeah msr overvalued yeah yeah exactly matt i i'm, I'm a fan of all economy grade lumber and like you know weird stuff like kiln wets and 
just really like your bottom, bottom of the barrel mill output stuff, one by four mill run rough, things like that. Just shrapnel that comes out of sawmills. It's too cheap. The industrial you're, market's you're, never- You're saying you're a bottom feeder? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you're, if you are in the pallet <laughs> business or in the crate business or in the, you know, if you're buying that number four type product from any mill in North America, you just had the greatest year of your life in terms of your buying power. And I think that you're going to see a, a slight up kick in, in, you know, maybe 15% better market conditions in that product line this year. And so it's going to become maybe a little harder to buy and name your price as we go throughout the year. I think mills will find new ways to get rid of that stuff and that the market will just get better because it can't get any worse. We've talked about this before. That was a terrible year for industrials. And then, um, you know, I, I like the, uh, uh, there's there's another gal that I kind of want to date, and that would be premium lumber of any sort, because you know this is sort of the end of the the winter doldrums for the Home Depot Lowe's types over the shoulder trade. They're gonna start really beefing up their inventory buying sometime in February and March, and then that won't really slow down until the summer. And so all this extra premium that's available, like along with the lines we were talking about MSR, it's it's a little overvalued. But if you can find premium lumber that's a discount, this is a good time of year to to be dating it, because yeah, it won't last. It'll just disappear. You'll 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 call in you'll call in March for some premium two before sixteens, and they'll just go. Yeah, well, don't don't have them. Sorry, they're all sold. And then um, things I don't like would be. Like I just, uh, I guess I would say MSR, you know, it's just, I don't really trade a lot of it, but I'm going to just agree with you guys on that one. Cause I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but yeah, there you go. I've, I've well, given you, a you actually things. brought it up last week, Matt, how it was keeping a premium into this time frame. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's odd. You know, I mean, I, how many times have you bought MSR in January and February or bought two and better and received MSR, you know? Yeah. 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 Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I am seeing it show up more on lists now, though. Uh, if that makes sense. How about how about you, Casey? Do you know the the ground rules here to this one? Um, I think I can. I I think I can kind of go from <laughs> you guys' examples a little bit here. I'm I think I'm a kind of a serial dater of 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 some pine items, and that would be like the the two by four number two, you know, plate and sixteens especially two by four nines, two by six plate and two by six nines. I just think we're at a point right now where we're so undervalued compared to spruce. And as this weather gets out of the way, some of the best buys are going to be from now till, you know, from here till Valentine's Day, right? Like something will change by that time. And these numbers are just really appetizing to me to cover jobs and and get back going. Other species wise, uh, you know, I wouldn't touch number three spruce right now with because of what I just said, right? Uh, You know, that, that could probably drop 50 to 75 bucks to get more in line with some of this other species stuff trying to think if there's anything i really i mean for your first for your first time playing the game you you're you're on to it pretty well (laughs) but yeah so i'd say that and then some of this casey was really well trained yeah casey was really well trained but to Matt's point, some of these low-grade items, if if the pallet market starts to uptick and industrials get a little better and people are warehousing more goods next year, I mean, some of those things re- reverted back so far. I mean, you can buy low-grade decking right now for 230 bucks. 
That's crazy. What about premium decking? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I don't trade a lot of premium. It's probably around five, five and a half, maybe five fifty, something like that. Wow. Wow. That's not That's bad. Interesting. Well, listen, we're past our half an hour. So Casey, thanks for coming on. I'd like to, what is the best way for people listening to the show to get a hold of you, Casey, to, to look at buying some of your two by six and two by four, um, uh, Southern pine along email with other things. Our, our, our phone, you know, is fine. Uh, my email is C O'Neill, which is C O N E I L L at ifpwood.com. I'll, I'll let you share my phone number, but I'm all day long selling lumber and buying lumber. And that's kind of what I do other than just, uh, raise the kiddos these days. So we appreciate the 5% kickback retainer on all the orders generated yeah, from the show. Absolutely. Well, let me see how, <laughs> when it starts coming in, I got a call right now already. No, just. <laughs> well, so I appreciate it, everybody. Well, uh, that's, that'll kind of, uh, we'll close the show. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to doing it next week. Everybody. Thanks for listening to the lumber word. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the lumber word. The Lumberword podcast is dedicated to engaging conversations about the lumber industry, including trading ideas, market trends, and evaluations of overvalued and undervalued assets. We wish to emphasize that the discussions and opinions expressed in this podcast are purely for informational and entertainment purposes. They should not be considered as financial or investment advice. We encourage our listeners to make their own financial decisions, taking into account their unique circumstances and financial goals, and to seek professional financial advice if necessary.